Hi, I'm Rosie. This is another episode of my podcast. Um, I just want to say if you are listening and you would like to contact me, I have set up an Instagram account for this that purpose. I'm not giving any of my personal details out here, but you can find me the same name as the podcast series on Instagram and you can send me a message there. Um, I'm just going to talk today. I'm driving to work, so it might be a bit noisy with the car, but I think it'll work okay. Um, I'm just going to talk about bits and pieces today, just post-Mother's Day and just different things that come to mind Um, and just in Mother's Day in relation to me and my little experience with it. Uh, Mother's Day is very hard, of course, obviously it's going to be, and I spoke in my last episode about specifically on Mother's Day and how difficult it was for the weeks leading up. Lots and lots of thought processes go on and all sorts of emotions and stuff. Um, so my mum, I chose not to contact her. I did send her a gift box of some fla- a flower arrangement that I made up. And she got that a couple of days before and I didn't hear from her. Um, I wasn't intending on visiting her. I am sticking to my no contact. But I will send her gifts. And so I didn't contact her on Mother's Day and at 9 o'clock Mother's Day night she texts me saying Happy Mother's Day and thank you for the flowers. And it was a fairly quite normal text. Um, So I got that and yes, I feel bad. And then 2 o'clock in the morning last night she texts again wishing me a Happy Mother's Day and I don't know, something about praying for all her grandchildren and stuff um so again I feel bad she's obviously awake in the middle of the night thinking about me and reaching out and that sounds really normal and nice that she does that anyone not understanding the context here would think well that's really nice and my mind says that's really nice But I have to do all the work again and I have to look at it, the big picture here and all the history and all the years of her behaviour and what she is characteristically like. And what this is called is love bombing. It's a very common term used in um, discussions of narcissistic people and love bombing is a very classic tool that they use. So they will love bomb you basically. So they will give you love. So that is her giving me love. And that's what they do to bring you back in. And in all the readings that I've done on borderline personality, and I I don't know that there's a difference between borderline and narcissism. They seem very much the same to me. Um, And yes, a classic, very classic, behavioural trait of them is called I, I hate you don't leave me so I hate you don't leave me so they'll push you away and treat you really badly as if they hate you and they'll do it and do it and push you away but then when you go to leave or you do leave no don't leave me come back 
So they kind of, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you until they push you away from them and then they'll love you, love you, love you, come back to me. And the problem with all of this is if you go back, they will do it all over again. So very sadly, and I say it with so much sadness because I desperately wish that it wasn't like this and that I wasn't talking about my mum like this. I'm not a person who, I'm not a toxic person and I'm not a toxic minded person. So this is really hard for me because it's so opposite to my own way of doing things and my own mindset and my own way of thinking. So, of course, I want to be in my mum's life. She's in her 80s and I have that empathy there for her that she is an elderly lady and I can't help but put it into context of myself. If I was her and my children weren't around me, I would just be absolutely heartbroken, of course. Um, So all of those just frustrating emotions just go round and round and round it's just this cyclic thing that happens over and over all the time um and I guess you could say people that are really pro going no contact tend to say no contact absolutely nothing no gifts no cards no letters no emails no texts Um, So I have stuck to that to the point of gifts. I just cannot bring myself to not give my mum gifts on special occasions. Despite the fact that she doesn't always to me, I don't get anything at Christmas time. None of my family get a gift from her. She doesn't acknowledge my children um, or my husband. My husband definitely not. My children, she would do very unhelpful things like send an e-card so an e-card is an email card and it's always a christian one so she'll just send them an e-card on my email account so i don't even bother showing them because it means absolutely nothing to them obviously uh so that's what she will do so she won't and she i don't think she's done that for a while i'm not sure but she certainly doesn't go out of her way to bless and acknowledge my family I do get a birthday present um, but nothing at all for me or my family at Christmas but I just I can't do that I just can't I cannot bring myself to do that because I'm a giver I love to give I've made a business out of my gift for giving Um, so I cannot not give her something so that though opens me up to having contact with her so she can then respond and thank me so I realize I put myself in that tricky situation but I'm okay I'm I have enough knowledge and enough tools um, equipping me to handle it at the moment I'm in a good place if I'm not in a good place it can get a bit messy in my head but at the moment I'm okay I wasn't okay before Mother's Day but I am now So I just have to look at it for what it is. I feel sorry for her. I don't know if she did anything with any other family. There are all the others are willing to do things with her on these occasions and just any other time. So she's got plenty. She's not alone. 
she is taken care of the golden daughter does everything for her mother um, they have a very very strange enmeshed relationship so I don't need to worry that she's not being taken care of she's very much taken care of but I know her focus is always on me um, one time when I visited a long time it was a while ago now because I haven't visited for a long time I went in her bedroom and I saw she's actually got like a little shrine on her bedside table um, of things that I've given her little like letters and cards that I gave I wrote when I was a kid like eight and ten uh, happy Mother's Day cards and that sort of thing things where I would have said nice words to her because that's what kids do um, and she's dug all those little things out and she's got this little setup of them which I think is a bit strange um, I can relate to that because I very much treasure little treasures that my kids gave me when they were kids um, but it's also rather unhealthy in the context of our relationship my whole adult life um so much emotion swell around with all of this because you just you can't help but feel bad you just feel so bad because you don't want to be like that you don't want to be that person um so she's obviously got an emphasis on me not being there and her loving me and wanting me in her life and I do acknowledge that very much acknowledge that but it's out of my hands it is not my choice I got to the point in my life where it was not my choice two things happened um, for me to come to this final decision one my dad died and two I turned 50 and I decided my mum was horrible to me right up until my dad's death. Um, I was there for him the week that he was passing away and she just treated me absolutely appallingly. And um, that was just the final one for me. I was like, I'm showing up here, I'm doing what I can. If she can't be nice to me and be thankful and grateful and loving towards me when I'm standing in a room with her, but just talk about me and treat me so awfully, that's it. I can't stay around. So I decided once my dad had passed away, I was not going to be around for her any longer. And I, she pushed me to do that. She had every opportunity that occasion, and of course a billion other times, but on that occasion she had the opportunity to be different and treat me differently and treat me like a proper normal mother should and would but she didn't she did her normal horrendous behavior and so I just said no enough this is enough and it was around the same time I was turning 50 and I just thought you know 50 years I've given her 50 years if in all this time 50 is not a small amount of time I'm not young anymore 50 is a very long time to have given her the opportunity to change and be nicer to me and treat me like she should treat me as a normal mum 
And if she's still doing this when I'm turning 50, it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I'm not going to give her any more years. It just has to be enough. Um, so I must have turned 50 the same year my dad died. I can't quite remember, but it must have been the same time because I just thought, no, these two things have aligned and just I cannot, I cannot give her any more. I just can't. And I've said before in other episodes, the reasons for my own well-being completely too two intentions behind me making these decisions for my own well-being my own mental health I it has had me in really dark places all of this shit and I just cannot afford to go there again and the other one is for my family and they they both um intertwine because my mental health affects my family and I need to be good I need to be strong I need to be okay and healthy minded for my family they don't deserve to be affected by all of this crap and I've always been very very careful when I was raising my children to protect them as much as I could from any uh, damage from my family and they haven't had any damage I was successful in doing that which I'm so grateful that I knew enough to do that Um, but I don't I definitely don't want them getting a secondhand effect by me being just down and ruined and just (laughs) in dark places I can't I need to be functioning properly for them they are my highest priority them and my husband of course and um not my dysfunctional family and unhealthy and toxic family they cannot be my priority and if they're going to be so unhealthy and so toxic they just can't have space in my life And again, I say that very um, hesitantly because I don't want it to be this way. I want it to be different. I want it to be completely different. But I've come to accept that this is how it is. There is no change coming. There has never been a change and there's not going to be. I'm just going to have a sip of my coffee. Just... Um... And yeah, I just have to forget about them basically. And and they just can't have space in my life anymore. I've given plenty, plenty of time, plenty of opportunity. And I just need to concentrate on my own kids. And we're at the stage where they're all young adults now and they've all got beautiful partners. We've got one engaged, so we're looking at a wedding coming up. And Obviously, the next thing will be all of them getting married and having families. And I need to be a grandma, a nice grandma, a healthy grandma, not one that's got a whole heap of crap going on in my head, taking me away and robbing me from being fully present with my family. So that is where my focus is now. And just just saying that lots of emotions start swirling around you know instantly I feel sad I feel sad that um I don't have an extended family that will be sharing that with me we're having an engagement party for my son that just got engaged in about two weeks and we haven't invited any of my family um I just couldn't because it would be just way too stressful for me and I'm looking forward to it it's going to be a really fun time 
and a great night. We're having a big party at our house. And that would just tip me over the edge of the anxiety if any of my family were coming. So they're not coming and they won't be coming to any weddings. They just won't be coming. So I will go on to become a grandma and have beautiful grandbabies. But my other extended family won't be a part of that. And that is incredibly sad. But I just have to accept that that's just how it is. And... Um, a big part is not dwelling on it so I had a lot of difficulty the weeks leading up to Mother's Day I got very emotional but it wasn't because of Mother's Day um doing this podcast has been really helpful for me it's incredibly therapeutic to be doing this and to be speaking out and um telling my story but also just talking about all this stuff And what it has done, I realise now, is that it's brought all the emotions to the surface. And that's why, that was the main reason why I just knew I had to do this, because I had all these stories, all this stuff just swirling around inside me. And I had to speak it. I had to get it out. I just knew that. Um, And so speaking it, I could just feel instant relief just telling my stories and talking about all of this I mean it's funny I'm just talking to my phone I don't know how many other people will ever listen to this Um, so I'm not doing it for all the people that might listen to it I'm just doing it because it's good for me it really is but um, after a few weeks of that and noticing that that sort of lifting effect I started to get really emotional and I had a few things happen associated with this with the sibling and um, a bit of drama and strife caused amongst that extended family um, which really um, upset me a lot and so that kind of stirred up emotions and I sort of got to the point where um, my emotions just spilled out just as like freaking tidal wave of tears just one of my boys said something to me one night at the dinner table um just about he's going away and he may not come back he may just keep traveling and stuff and that's completely fine I'm so happy for him to do that but I couldn't handle it at the time and I kind of went off into my bedroom after dinner and I just started crying and they just tears did not stop I just cried and sobbed and sobbed Um, and I know a lot of that was just this incredible loneliness that comes with all of this um, narcissistic family stuff I just being told that one of my boys was gonna leave me and they're kind of like they're my people my kids and my husband are my people so I just couldn't cope with that ta- that moment with him saying he was going away. And I know that sounds really unhealthy for a mum. And I, I know that. And so I had to process that. And of course, I'm not going to put that on him. He didn't know I was crying. Um, but that just sort of unlocked the gate for the floodwaters to start. And then a few days after that, Uh, There was another incident with my family where I just, I don't even know what happened and um, I just 
I just started crying and cried and cried and cried and cried. But it felt really good, like afterwards now, just reflecting back, I needed to do that. It was very, very cleansing and a very healing um, crying <laughs> session. And I don't know, it just felt really, really good. And especially because that um, my family were really worried about me, so that just gave us an opportunity to just really open up and talk about all this stuff and have all these deep conversations and them saying their thoughts and feelings and everything so it was really good um but yeah I just know that that was like years and years and years worth of emotions of sadness that just came out just came pouring out and not saying I haven't cried over the years I've cried a trillion tears so many times but this was this was different there was something different about this and it wasn't I I knew I wasn't depressed I wasn't down um I just knew that it was a good thing so I don't even know why I'm saying this maybe that can help somebody I don't know but that I'm just talking here about my journey, so that, that's just another part of my journey. Um, and yeah, of course, Mother's Day was a part of it, just the sadness of everything, just kind of like a climax. And yeah, um, so just talking about going no contact, I've said over and over in my podcast episodes it is hard it is really hard anyone that has to make that decision I just really feel for you because it's so hard it's just so awful because you just don't want to be in the place you don't want to be in the position to have to make these decisions and I know I'm now in a couple of Facebook groups for daughters of narcissistic mothers and um, you know, a lot of them have gone no contact, but a lot of them aren't. And you can just read in their posts, like they're just stuck. They're stuck in that horrible trauma. And you can see, uh, as an onlooker, you can see the only way for them is to get out, get away. A lot of them are living with their mothers um, and they're tied to their mothers because of financial reasons and different things. And you can just see that there is no fix there's no answer other than to get away from her there is no easier way i wish there was i really do but there isn't and it doesn't have to be just a mother whoever the narcissistic person is the only way is to get away because they don't change they keep doing their behavior they're not just going to see all that they've done wrong and come and give you be heartfelt apology and talk it all out and be completely different they're not they're just going to continue the same patterns of behavior and there's different forms of narcissists so they won't all do the same thing um but my mum is classic for it's the cyclic thing and many many of them are so that whole love bombing i hate you don't leave me treat you badly and then treat you nice and that just really fucks up with your head because you're like oh okay she's being nice to me maybe I've imagined it maybe I have overreacted maybe it wasn't that bad I don't know how many times those 
three sentences go through my head and have in the, uh, in so many years. Maybe she's not that bad. Maybe it was never that bad. Maybe I completely overreacted and read into things. And you know, I'm still questioning it as I'm sitting here saying that. And then I just have to do all the work again in my head and go, okay, right, let's just look at this for a minute. How many years are we talking of you saying you overreacted? How many occasions? Is it possible to overreact and read into that many years and that many occasions? Like, I don't think so. I really don't think so. And did, did I try enough? Okay, how much have I done to try? How many times have I done things with my absolute best intention that just blew up in my face? How many things did I, ideas did I come up with and gifts have I given and occasions have I organised and all sorts of things? Have I tried? Yes, I have tried. Um, was it that bad? It was probably worse than what I can remember. It was probably worse. So, you, I just, it's hard work. It's really hard work because I just have to keep telling myself this same stuff over and over again. And right now, this morning, I'm doing it all because I just got a text from my mum in the middle of the night. So I start all over again with all of those thought processes and then having to do the self-talk, the self-work, telling myself what it was like, reminding myself, and you don't want to dwell on the past, but in, these, in this situation, you have to go back. You have to go back over the past you ha- because you have to remember. You have to remember what it was like, how bad it was, and what she has done, and when she did stuff, and all the feelings and all the stuff you've gone through you have to to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing now it's essential to do that otherwise you'll slip back you will you especially when you're like I am not like trying to talk myself up but I am a very kind person I'm an extremely empathetic empathetic person I am an empath Um, So I'm all about feelings and warmth and kindness and love and all those things. So um, I can easily forget and I can very, very easily open up space for these people. Very easily. Just think, oh, I feel sorry for her, you know. I'll just, I'll just, you know, say, send her a nice message or just see how she's going or you know that's that's just naturally what I want to do and it's very easily for me to just slip back and do that but I do just have to be so careful and I finally got myself to the place in my life where I am I am being selfish putting myself first and thinking of myself and my own family and I'm doing as the best that I can to block out my extended family 
which I have had way too much open-minded space for them. And most of them don't have that for me, have never had that for me. So the reality is, why would I bother? Why am I doing that? So I'm shutting down the doors and just got to keep putting it out of my mind, got to keep stop allowing my thoughts to go there and towards my mum and my family and just stay present with my own family. They're my present day. My own family is my present day. They're my moments. They're my present moments, my present day, and they're my future. So that's where my 100% attention needs to be. I don't have any of that family in my life around me. I don't know when I last saw them and they're just not in my day-to-day life. My family are and that's where my focus is. And also me, my focus is on me, it has to be. I'm also in my present day. I have to just keep putting myself first, keep putting my needs first, keep focused on what I need to function the best way and to be happy and to um, just be okay. It's about just being okay. And if I let my mind go back to my family, I'm not going to be okay. I'm quickly, quickly not going to be okay. So I have to keep, every time it drifts there, I have to bring it back. Get away, get off there, come back, come back to here, now, the present. My home with my family, my pets, my garden, and my beautiful life. And I do, I have a beautiful life, which I am so grateful for. But that's not coincidence. I've worked really, really, really hard to create that. My husband and I, we've always been working hard together on the same page to create the life and the family and the home that we have. None of it is coincidence. It's all come from really hard work and pure and good intention. So I don't sort of apologize that I have a beautiful life now and I don't sort of think, well, I'm just lucky. I know I'm not. I know that we've made it exactly what it is. Um, And we have a family of so much love. My boys are just such beautiful boys with really sweet natures and they've obviously taken so much from us and their dad is just such a beautiful man with the most gentlest, kindest man you could ever meet. Um, So they've obviously very much learned from him. And so we really do have the real deal of a happy family that loves and looks after each other. And so I have that. So I just need to keep reminding myself that I've got this right here now. Just forget about all these people. But it's hard. It just I just can't emphasize enough how hard it is because you don't want that. You just wish it wasn't like that and you don't want it to be like that. But that's just how it is. So... I think I'll probably finish. I don't really have anything else to say on this subject. I think I've pretty much summed it all up, going no contact and all the feels and thoughts that go with that. Um, So if you are listening, thank you so very much. And please do send me a message just to tell me. I'm off to do a day shift in my nursing job today I'm working 9 till 5.30 which is an unusual shift time and I'm stuck in a bit of traffic but it's not too bad and I will 
have a lovely day because I put it out there. I say that every day and I know I will have a lovely day. So thank you so much.